Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Ravenchild. Today, I'm going to talk about how getting involved with witchcraft and shocker work both have saved my life. Different points in my life. Uh, I'm just going to jump right into this. I got super emotional. Just thinking about doing this episode, and it's taken me a couple days. It's kind of calmed down, and I've had to reach out to some people. Some things I don't remember in the late '90s. You know, it was a long time ago, and I was drugged out of my mind. You know, drinking me some coffee. See, I lost my dad when I was 11 in 1995. And my mom, my mother and my father divorced around the time I was three. So like 1986. And my father's the one that raised me. My mother's pretty much never wanted me. She's told me. She always compares me to my dad. Just constantly putting me down. She's told me a few times she wished she never had me, you know over the years but I grew up with my father and when he died I had to go live with my mom which just started into a downward spiral because she was already remarried to an alcoholic who tortured the shit out of me threw me in closets beat me burned me all kinds of just crazy shit he didn't want me either I wasn't his kid it's a conclusion I came to So I ran around middle school, about 7th, 8th grade. Started doing whatever about it that gets into it. Started smoking weed, you know, with my buddies. And then started doing pills. I have a nephew also who's two years younger than I am. A lot of my older siblings are like 20 years older than I am, so... Yeah, I have a nephew like two years younger than I am. And long story short on that, come to find out, he's in all the same drugs and crazy shit that I do. This is back when the Cottonmouth Kings were still popular, so we used to listen to a lot of them and zone the fuck out in the gas mask. <laughs> you know, if you've ever done that, you know how that goes. Fuck with each other. You know, good times. But the good times eventually turned to bad. Because apparently, around 16 years old, I really started getting into eating a whole box of corsetin, cough medicine, the little red pills. I don't remember how many of them's in a box, but you eat a whole box of them, and it's, it's a trip. I used to eat those all the time. You can get them from the grocery store, you know, back then. So you just go in, buy one, eat the whole damn thing, and trip balls all day. That turned into doing LSD, acid, mushrooms a few times, a lot of ecstasy. Um, Like I said, there's, there's holes in my memory. And it got so bad. I went in the army and something happened 
and I had to get like a brain scan. Apparently there was still a hole in the frontal lobe, like repairing itself. So then I just started talking to this guy and he's like, yeah, psychiatrist, whatever the hell it was. Started talking to him and asked about, you know, past drug use. And I told him all this, what I know. And he tells me about all these studies done. And basically my brain's been repairing the damage over the years, you know, but it, and it also hit a time where I was suicidal as a teenager, just because I, I was so fucking tired of my mom just putting me down, bashing me, basically making me feel worthless. Like I put a gun in my mouth several times, didn't pull the trigger. Just sat there just like thinking of reasons why not to fucking do it, you know? And I'd come up with some shit. Usually it's another family member. Like, my sister would be pissed if I killed myself. <laughs> you know? Me and her were so fucking close. Like, before she died in 2016, like, she she would have... She would have killed herself and come fucking haunt my ass in the afterlife. <laughs> that was my thinking back then. Like, man, if I kill myself, she's gonna kill herself and come fuck me up. She's gonna beat the shit out of me. But, I don't know, I started really getting into witchcraft, like I said, around 1996, too. But at the same time, I was doing all these fucking drugs. So, when I am asked by people, like, who is my biggest influencers into getting into witchcraft, like, all I can remember is the big popular books, because the internet was new, and there wasn't really shit. Everybody was just throwing home porn movies on the internet, is what it seemed like. And then MySpace and all that shit was popular. But, yeah, I mean, fuck, man. Gerald Gardner, he was a big one. Aleister Crowley and his stuff was a big influencer. Silver Raven Wolf, she's been around forever. I used to read a lot of her books. I think I said Gerald Gardner. My ADD is bad today. Wicca. I first got started in the Wicca and learning about just how everything works in magic and just the practice itself, deities, and what you put out, you get back. Everything has a balance. You know, I'm not going to get into all that in this episode. It's about drugs, mostly. But yeah, I was hitting all that shit at the same time. And I tried tarot. But that shit was stressing me out. There's so many cards. So when I did, I get stressed out and go fucking do a line. And we used to do a lot of coke lays in our uh, blunts and joints back in the day. Back in the late 90s, doesn't mean that's what my group did. And then when the army obviously sobered up, um, 
And in 2006, I had to get medically discharged because PTSD and a lot of underlying things I did not know. Like, I was diagnosed with ADHD. Fuck, like 1990-something, early 90s. As a kid, I was stuck on Ritalin and all this other shit, you know. But then the Army, that was another episode that I did not want to end. I was enjoying what I was doing. I was good at what I was doing. And then medically just charging me to where I can't go back. I'm a level three mental. <laughs> so I can't ever, like, re-up, which sucks. It bothered me for the longest time, like I said, because I was enjoying what I was doing. So just the casual beer drinking turned into swallowing a fifth or more of whiskey every fucking day. Like now I'm back in the real world. I had to go get a real job. Started working in a foundry. And you got to think foundries, any time of the year, the inside of them are, is like 130 degrees Fahrenheit. Anywhere on the fucking floor. And you go back in the metal department where they actually melt the steel. It's hot as fuck. Like, I, I can't even tell you. It's probably over 200 degrees. But, and then you got summer heat on top of that. I mean, it's hot as fuck. My dumb ass was going to work every day, you know. We work seven days a fucking week because nobody ever wants to come to work 12-hour days. And I was just bummed out. I was like, man, I don't want to be doing this shit. So I'd come, I'd get off work, go home, and just drown in fucking whiskey every goddamn day, you know. And then it turned into... Some coworkers got some pills and shit, and I started doing that again. Like, I'm surprised I did not, I'm not dead by now. And that went on probably the first five, six years I was working there. Like, and I'd, I'd cover it up on my breath and shit, but you could smell, you could, I know I smelled like whiskey when I sweated, like pure fucking whiskey, you know, but. And then I, you know, I'm not going to talk about my trip over to India like I have before because that has nothing to do with this. That was, it kind of sparked my interest in meditation and chakra work. But then I came back, like I said, I came back to the real world and I was just fucking depressed. I was like, man, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> I don't want to go back into hard drugs, so yeah. What's accessible? Liquor. So, like I said, about five or six years of that. And then I was, I was just fucking sick all the time. I was tired. I felt like shit. I was not sleeping, really. You know how that goes. Like, when you're drunk, you want to go, you want to do some stupid shit. Like, even at home. I'm the one that drinks at home. I don't really go to bars. It's drama and dumb shit. So, you know... I'd be like cutting fucking grass half drunk <laughs> or trying to paint a room or whatever the fuck. Push myself. What can I do drunk today? But I don't know. Like 
I think it was just about time. Like, I really, really slacked off on my witchcraft practice, too. Like, I wasn't really doing that shit at all for... Man, we're about another year after that. So about seven years, I didn't do shit. And then I just started thinking one time I was drunk. I was like, you know, at least when I had some kind of personal practice and some kind of morals and some kind of ethics and some kind of something, I wasn't like this. I wasn't this fucking miserable. So I slowly started, you know, I found my box and stuff. Started to get back into it. Started reteaching myself simple things like candle magic and working with crystals and setting intentions and prayer and deal work. So that was about three years. And then I know it sounds really jumbled, but like I said, my, my brain's. My long-term memory is fucked. <laughs> I think it always will be. But, yeah, man, like... And then I start really deep diving just into chakras and actually doing the work. A lot of trauma, a lot of healing. I had a lot of shit left over from my mom that I come to realize. And I was married to a girl while I was there. My first wife. She literally, like, from what I've heard, I know she was fucking around on me, but she literally slept with, like, 27 people while we were married, and I was at work every day busting my ass. Like, no wonder I was fucking depressed. You know, when you get that feeling, and you know, they keep an eye, but you, you know. Nah, finally caught her. And then come to find out from several other people, like, man, it was like 27, 27 different men. And the whole four years we were married. Like, that sent me into another downward spiral. But then I've learned how to heal from that. Not every woman is like that. I did carry that shit into this relationship too. Right at the beginning. I was just assuming she's going to fuck around on me. You know. So we do that when we don't heal. But I have to say like. I know this is probably all over the place and I apologize, but I'm so looking forward to actually talking with somebody because my mind, my ADHD brain goes in so many different directions. It drives me crazy. Like I cannot stay on point for shit myself, but I have to say like, if it wasn't for getting into witchcraft like if i was still stuck even just going to like church every day that shit would have drove me nuts like i'm glad i got out of that a long time ago but i have to say because if you're an actual witch or a spiritual practitioner you have a discipline there, there is things that you do every day i don't do workings every day people that that do Y'all must be exhausted. I don't. I've, like I said on several other episodes and in posts on, on Instagram and everything, like I have set up what I need to to keep all the bad shit away with protection, magic, you know, 
And if I have somebody that comes to me and says, hey, you know, blah, 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 they're in the hospital. Hey, I got a toxic boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, I'll do some, I'll do some candle work and other things of that nature. But like with my personal practice, I have to do chakra work every day. I have to do a deep meditation in the morning later in the evening to kind of balance myself back out because I do have special needs kids. I love them to death, but they drain you on. They're little energy vampires on every single level. They really are. And all that tapping in here, I, I do have a skylight right over where I'm at, and it's raining. So if you hear that, that's what it is. Like I do. I do have to do a deep meditation in the morning, kind of bring myself into the day. And then after dealing with, especially when they're home, like on the weekends, they're not in school, like I do have to do another a deep session at night just to kind of so I can go to bed. Because if not, my ass will be up half the night just stressed out because they just needy and want and the one's nonverbal, so it's trying to figure out what exactly he wants. It's just exhausting. But I do have to say that. So if you're questioning whether or not that developing some kind of spiritual practice and actually doing it, not just saying it, actually doing the work, like with chakra work, it works. I mean, it's pulled me away from all that shit. And I, my brain and body has to heal, and I think I'm starting to, that's starting to manifest because all the years of damage I've done to myself, honestly. But every day I just try to move forward, try to keep myself aligned. And I'm trying to share my experiences and help people because also, I'm also one that thinks about things completely different than most people. Like, I do. I get told that all the time. Ever since I was little, like, dude, you th you're, the way you think about shit is just really deep. <laughs> different. That's the two things I hear all the time. But, yeah, I hope if you've made it this far, congratulations. I, again, I apologize. My, brains going everywhere. I'm looking forward to actually working with some other people so I can keep on point. Let them talk to you guys about their personal experience, their personal practices, what they do, what they think, what they feel, so on and so forth. I'm really looking forward to working with every one of these people. It's just the timing, you know. They got to be available. I got to be available. The only time I'm available is when my kids are at school. <laughs> Sometimes that's only four hours because he has a meltdown and they want to send him home, you know, but I thank y'all for sticking. You've made it. It's 19 minutes and 37 seconds. I appreciate it. Like I said, I'm trying to get better at this. Just doing this solo is just kind of hard, but like I always say, take every day to try to become a better version of yourself and until the next episode, COVID's still here. <laughs> It, it, it is what it is, but be safe, everybody.